This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast. We talk about everything that is the martial art of Aikido. I am Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido Fresno, and with me today is Joshua Tihi, assistant instructor at Aikido of Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel, second Q and student at Aikido of Fresno. All right. We're back here with you guys. I think this is 75. Man. Jesus Christ. We are awesome. Yeah. That's a lot. That I don't know. Lot. Awesome. We're just consistent. We are consistent. Yeah. So this week, um, I like this idea this uh, that we're going to be doing, talking about, which is uh, some questions, some why and why not questions, right? So why does Aikido blank, or right. why does Aikido not blank? blank. Right. Why right. do we Why do we do blank? In yeah, Aikido? yeah, yeah. Why right. don't and, we do blank? And so this is something that, like, um, if you're at all in the forums, if you're on Reddit. <laughs> You probably are very familiar with these sorts of questions. Or if you interact um, with other martial artists who are like, why do you yeah, do that? Yeah. Or I, just, yeah, in general. I don't know what we'll end up getting today, but what I hope we get is what I would have liked to have had about 22 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, which is like, you know, why in the hell would I get her do that? You yeah. know, like, because there's a lot of things that people would ask because everyone's got these ideas of what a martial arts system is in their head and, and what it should cover. And so then when it doesn't have those, you go, why doesn't Aikido? Right. Or or if it's something weird that you don't understand why it would go into a martial arts system, you're like, why do they do this stupid thing? So first thing? of all, I would say if you haven't listened to last week's podcast, go ahead and listen to that so you can understand systems right. before we move in <laughs> right. to this yes. one. But yeah, no, that's 100% right. Um and especially, I think, with new, uh, newer students or students who are coming into it without a whole lot of knowledge, um, this is of or people who just don't do Aikido and they just want to throw some shade or talk some trash. That's where these kind of questions come from. Um, or even if but, you've been doing Aikido for a while and you're like, hey, I'm learning more about this system, but I feel like right. there's holes. What's right. going on right. with right. that? And right. that's the other thing is I think there's a lot of people who have been doing it for a while but have don't really – they just do it to do it and they don't really uh, take it apart and really ask the questions like, okay, so I'm grabbing wrists all the time. Why am I doing that? Like why would right. I be grabbing wrists, you know? Um, so – and I guess that's where we could start since yeah. I already I made I ruined it. I questions. ruined But that's one of the biggest questions, which is why do why does I keto have wrist grabs or why is there so much wrist work? Hey hey bro, grab my wrist. Yeah. Yeah. And there's all kinds of weird Not stuff like around that. it. Not like, like that. Like, you know, like, oh, an Aikido master has some kind of magnetic connection so you can't let go of their wrist right. when you oh, grab yeah, them. Oh, yeah, no, that's, or, that's uh-huh. all kinds of shit. 100%. You know, people I don't saying know about stuff you, like, but that's what I got. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's like a, a, a group of people who think they're very rational in saying like, oh, it's just uh, it's just a um, like a, like an archetype for a movement. So that wrist grab just represents one of 8,000 positions. Uh-huh. Like, uh, in my opinion, <laughs> and look, and all this stuff's going to be from our opinion. So just take it for what yeah, it's yeah, worth. Yeah, you know, maybe we don't know what we're talking about. And that's totally true, too. So, but... Um, and wrist grabbing is not uh, just in Aikido, and it's not just in Japanese jiu-jitsu, and it's not just in uh, old martial arts. It's um, in all of the martial arts, you will see a ton of wrist grabbing. Now, all kinds of martial arts, no. For example, sumo has zero wrist grabbing that I'm really aware of, um, you know, or there's lots of things. You know, boxing has zero, zero wrist, wrist grabbing. Right, right. In fact, they put a, a mitt on you so you can't can't, right. can't grab a wrist even, um, and not because wrist grabbing. Anyways, um, <laughs> but <laughs> don't let me go too long. Right, 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 right. right. Right, but, right. but so um, I think in Aikido, a wrist grab is a wrist grab. It's not symbolic of something. It's not. It is a wrist grab. 
Why are wrist grabs important? Well, if someone has something in their hand that they want to do things that you don't want done to you with, then you need to control their hand right. and they, very directly. If they have a sword, a sure. knife, sure. a stick. Yep. A vase. Uh, a yep. flashlight. Yeah. That's Whatever exactly right. A frying pan. Yeah. yeah. A gun. My grandma on a wooden spoon. That was, <laughs> yeah. uh, that was a bad one. Whatever um, they... Yeah. Something that you feel is more uh, dangerous, more of a threat than their empty hand. Right. And so, you know, it's like uh, the, the kind of thing about Aikido wrist grabs is... You know, you will you will hear Aikido people say, "Oh, I do see wrist grabs in uh, mixed martial arts, or I do see wrist grabs in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu." And you will, but what's important to understand is, in an unarmed martial art, the wrist grab is a very transitory position, meaning I'll grab it, but if it's not immediately working out for me, I'll transition to another and hopefully better position, like some kind of body hold, something like that, something that isolates more of the body. Um, the problem with trying to just control the wrist itself is the rest of the body is free to right, move right, wherever, right, right. right? So, so you know, if we're trying to go, I'm trying to go to grips with you and we're, we're doing a, you know, judo tournament or something, I might grab your wrist briefly to pull you in right. to get a, a more right, secure right. hold on you. Um, but it's mostly inconsequential. Right. It right. might be on the way to something And else. so I think look, uh, to look at this, we can look at like a rear naked choke or something, some sort of something like that versus... Uh, Aikido, we would have Ushiro Kubishime with a Teidori, right? Right, right. And that wrist grab is 100% important because sure. it is symbolizing something in the hand of the person right. that you are. So so while you might be choking him, you also have to make sure that hand is checked because um, if you don't, you're going to get... Right. I mean, let's let's look for a second at Ushiro Kubishime Teidori, um, which is common to most Aikido styles. It's a rear neck choke with a hand grab. Um, and... That hand grab is key because so let's let's think of a guy back in the times um, who is being attacked and someone's choking him from behind um, and you live in a rough world where you have a weapon to protect you. Uh, what's your best escape? Now you could think, oh, maybe I'll throw him or do some stuff. Really, probably the best escape from a ear naked choke is to pull my knife out of my belt and just and start stab stabbing him. the guy behind me as fast and furiously as I can, um, and then hopefully he dies before I pass out. I mean, that's probably my best shot. Now, not that throwing him or other things aren't an option and not things that I'm going to be working, but my primary idea is going to be cut him stem to stern with my knife that I've got in my belt, right? That's what I would do. Yep. Now, if you're choking someone and they come back with that knife, you have to grab that hand and check it, because if you don't, oh, you will get cut. You'll die. Stern to stem. Yeah. What not? So um, so it's important to understand. That's why the Ushiro Kubishima has a Teodori in it. It has to have a hand grab. Um, and then, you know, this is a little beyond this exact question. But so then, so we do have grabs that don't check the hand. So if it was just an armed system, then what about those? Well, if you look at Munedori, a chest grab, Katadori, a shoulder grab, um, those two grabs are necessary because if I was going to kill you and I had a knife in my hand, what I would do is hold you at bay either via your chest or, or your shoulder, shoulder, and then I would begin stabbing Stab you ferociously. You see this in prison techniques right. constantly, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So that, then, that, that shanking That's thing. it, right, that yeah. thing. And, you know, yeah. you, you hear people say, oh, the sewing machine. Right. So, um, but you hear people say all the time, like, oh, you know, it, that's a real knife attack. And, and like, they'll show that they'll clip of that, you know, someone in prison. And that's exactly what you do. And it's like, yeah, not prepared for this. Like, oh, but we train for that right. all the time. We, uh, we, yeah. You might not right. understand that we do, but but we do, you know. Um, and then training at lives another animal. But but the techniques are there for it. And so that's why we have Munadori and Katadori, because if they're armed and they have a weapon, we need to be able to take care of that. And then when you look at Ushiro Ryo Kata, 
um, the, the idea behind Ushiro Ryokata is that I am um, uh, coming up on someone and shoving them into something, and they could be reaching back behind me, but it's a transitory position. You know, it's I'm just quickly trying to get into the next thing. Um, so it's funny when you when you look at wrist grabs, it, they seem stupid. It's so much so that Aikido people usually roll their eyes and go like, oh, we got all these sweet wrist grabs. But it's like, no, that wrist grab is really important. Right. Um, because if you have a knife and you can't use it, then you're going to die, right? Like, right. in that kind and of situation. I, and I think it's important to note that um, we have those not just for, um, uh, like, control techniques, pain, compliance. Because te- I think that's one thing that people think, like, well, if you grab them on the wrist and you twist it this way, they can't, they'll poop themselves because it hurts so bad or whatever. <laughs> Um, yeah. and, and, and it is true that, like, it can be used that way, but that is not necessarily the main purpose of why you would do that you know like if someone's boxing me i'm not gonna try to grab his wrist and twist right the shit that's out. the dumbest there's thing no, ever right there's right. no right. need for it right um but here's what you should do if someone's trying to box you uh you know and we're talking about extreme situations so i'm not talking about you and the next door neighbor wanting to see who's a tough guy or whatever right i'm talking about like someone wants to kill you and they're boxing you uh and they're better at boxing um, and you transition to a weapon because you should because yeah, it's a dangerous right, situation right. where they're beating the hell out of you. Um, what's the boxer going to do? Well, if he doesn't grab your wrist, You're the gonna, trade is going to be right, bad right. for him. Yep. He right? can punch you. You will cut him. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So so he'll grab your wrist. What should you do? Clear your hand. You know. Well, and that might be maybe at first that person will keep trying to grab your body or keep punching you because that's what they and know how get to do. Stabbed right. Times. And ev- that's and why the sewing machine works. Re- right. right. Exactly right. And really quickly they'll go, oh shit, no, I have to grab that fucking hand before I get stabbed to death here. And, right. And then you have your hand grabbed. Or they'll move away. It's funny, right. like, then- like what Josh just said right now, and that's why the sewing machine works. It's like people always want to use these arguments on one side, but then not flip it and see what the other side of that. And the other side of that is, I could do that technique as well, yeah. right? Um, which is also why we have Munidori and Katadori. Anyways, um, but yeah, I think that's really an important thing to understand because that's a big one that people are like, oh, I don't know why we do that, you know? Right. We don't spend, like, I think, you know, if you do mixed martial arts, and when I transitioned to mixed martial arts, I was, I'm saying transition a lot today. Um, when I transitioned to mixed martial arts, um, there was tons of those questions like, hey, Chris, why don't you guys have, uh, why don't you keep your hands up? You know, we're going to hit some of these questions, but, and why do you have stupid stuff like wrist locks, right. you know, wrist grabs and yeah, stuff like that? stupid. And, yeah, yeah, stupid. And I think that's largely, like, the, not, way that, the way that we've presented ourselves in Aikido has hindered us a a lot because in the past whatever 50 years um we've gone from uh, you know feeling like understanding knife stuff is really necessary um and uh now we're kind of we were transitioning into an era where unarmed stuff was cool and awesome and and uh in in the fad mm-hmm. um and also like wanting to display aikido as a peaceful martial art and so like having knives in your hands uh that wasn't like cool and that wasn't in style anymore to right. do in, you know yeah. to show aikido techniques that way so it, it became real like it became a way to show it without any weapons in your hand because it was more peaceful and because it was the time that karate was real popular and a lot of other stuff like it, it, you know yeah unarmed was the thing so ton that, of yeah. a ton of influences and i don't know exactly what it is i remember once i was really trying to get to the bottom of this and everyone's like are you a conspiracy theorist because i have these weird you know all these different <laughs> weird ideas and so so i honestly have no idea why it happened but i think you guys are pointing out something armed stuff was not in fad anymore right so let's look at unarmed stuff and why was it not in fad because we live in polite society where right. no one sure you know. sure right. i mean that's part of it the end mm. of the feudal era in japan right world war ii happened and westerners wouldn't let them carry right. around they weapons took, anymore took their weapons you know away. like yeah. um yeah. so there's, there's, there's a ton of reasons and i'll tell you personally as an instructor 
I would rather show most of the stuff in the beginning without a weapon because most people don't have a freaking clue, clue. about how to use a weapon. Right. You so it's just a freaking mess half the time. You know? yeah. So let's, uh, let's jump to that because here's another question uh, I think that people ask is like, why... A, why does do Aikido? Why are there uh, weapon systems in Aikido, and or why not in some Aikido schools? You know. Yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a really big. Um, because some schools, for some schools, it really is important, and you'll see that you know Boken, Joe, Tonto, really really important, um, and I think maybe some other schools, um, are are not you know don't have that for whatever reason. So. Um, why or why not with with the the weapons? Um, so a lot of that has. So a friend of mine actually brought up a really. I thought this was super clever, and I had never thought of this before. But you know, so why do some Aikido schools have weapon techniques? Why do they not? Um, if weapons are so core to Aikido, then how could uh, some schools not have uh, weapon techniques? Yeah. Um, how come Aikido weapons or schools have different kinds of techniques, like different heritages for their techniques? So I mean, these are all good questions. Um, so one of my buddies said the other day, and I thought this was great. He said, "Hey, Chris, um, when you teach a class <clears throat> with just one student," Uh, what do you mostly teach? And I, I don't know, I thought about it. I was like, I don't know, what do you mean? He said, he said, do you teach weapons most of the time? I said, yeah, I do that pretty regularly if there's just one person in class. He's like, yeah, why do you do that? And I said, well, because it's a big pain in the ass for me to take the ukimi a lot of times and then explain to them what to do and then like try and look at them. And so it's just, it gets to be kind of a hassle doing that. And like it's real intense. And yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And if, if we train at the level that I want to train at, usually then they're exhausted. And I mean, there's there's a lot of reasons why why I prefer to do that. And he's all, he's all hey, so Saito Sensei, um, he trained with Yoshiba a lot, right? I was like, yeah, I trained with him a lot. He's like, trained with him by himself, right? And so he, he talked about, you know, like, if you look through the stuff, you can see, like, oh, he'd go there after he worked, and it would just be him and oh. Saito Sensei training in the backyard, yeah. and, you know, all this stuff, right? And, so they did a lot of weapons yeah. stuff. And, so, and, and then he's, he's talking, and I'm like, oh, F, you know? Because it's like, uh, like Saito Sensei probably did an inordinate right. amount of right. weapons work with Yoshiba because a lot of the time he'd be the only guy there. Right, right. and it was the easiest thing right. to do. Or, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. Yoshiba completely explained Aikido through weapons to Saito Sensei, right? Right. Uh, and so, huh. so, it, so him saying that, I was like, oh, well, that explains why weapons are such a thing in the Uwama lineage. Right, right, you know? yeah. Um, I think most of the people who were learning Aikido – um, back in the day, were trying to learn an unarmed system. That's what they were interested in learning. And it's important to understand that Yuishiba really wasn't an unarmed expert, you know? He did some judo. Um, he did some sumo. Um, he did some stuff like that, and he was interested in that, and judo was super popular at the time, so I think everyone kind of was gunning for judo a little bit, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, oh, if we could be the system that beats judo, then we'll be the next great system, you know? But the truth is, Yuishiba's main background was in armed stuff, and so it's like uh, he, he was teaching uh, jujitsu, which is, you know, um, weapon-centric yeah. grappling, um, to, to these guys. And it's like, can you use it on arms? Like, yeah, probably sure. Probably work right, great, right. you know? And there's tons of stories. So Kaku Takeda, Yoshiba's teacher, using it in that way. Um, because it's like, uh, if you get a guy who doesn't know anything and you know how to slam really tight Nikios and Sankyos, right. the guy getting that put on him will comply with you, you right, know? Like, right. ask any modern officer who's had to use a Sankyo, you right. know? It's like, oh, yeah, I can get guys to comply with Sankyo all the time. Right. Is it the best thing? No. And so, I mean, if it was the best thing for unarmed stuff, then you would see cops going into the UFC and Sankyoing your Oh, so now next question. Uh -huh. We keep transitioning. How come we don't see Aikido in the, in the octagon, in the UFC? <laughs> we don't see it. 
Yeah. It's awesome, we say. <laughs> yeah, we say. We <laughs> you tell you it's awesome. Every week we're telling you it's awesome. And, and, yet, yet, and yet it's not a I've UFC. never seen. And yet. Let's see. Have I seen? I, I, I mean, here's the thing. Someone will probably be able to find a clip of somebody I'm sure doing something. I mean, sit and pick I, up, I, I could list. I could list several guys for you. Um, but um, there's guys like Jason Delicia. If I, I might have murdered his name, uh, who's done Aikido past his initial UFC days. Uh, so he fought many times uh, in mixed martial arts matches in uh, uh, Shuto in Japan and in um, UFC and a number of things. Um, he does Aikido. Um, there are a couple guys in England that unfortunately I can't remember their name right now and I apologize. Um, but they they grew up doing Aikido and then they transitioned into yeah. mixed martial arts. Um, but the important thing to understand is you're not seeing Aikido with the system. There's never been an Aikido guy get in the octagon and then high fall someone right, you know, right, right, out of the right, octagon right, right, or something. Right, right, We've right, never right, seen right, that, right? right? So so uh, why? Why have we never seen that? You know. Let me bring my extra uke so that it can be multiple attacks. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, the whole Gracie family at once against Let's me, go. the Aikido master. Wow, Here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, that's stupid. Um, but so, so it's important. Uh, so, so let's let me hit the obvious one first. Uh, have you ever seen a pro golfer who is an Aikido black belt? Um, you know, have you ever seen a pro race car driver who's an Aikido black belt? Have you? And sure, these people, there might be people, I don't know, maybe, you know, Tiger Woods might be a black belt in Aikido for all I know. I don't think that's true, but it could be. Right. Um, but he's not using Aikido to golf better. Um, someone's not using race cars, you know, you know to drive their race car right. better. They're not using it to bowl better. They're not using it to whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so it's like people go, oh, well, so why don't you see it in the UFC? Well, the UFC is a specific kind of situation that Aikido does not train for, just like it doesn't train for golf or anything right, else. Right, right. Could you use some of the principles and body stuff? Oh, sure, of course you could, but no different than a bowler, you know? Right, and if right. there's a pro bowler who only studied Aikido and then every time he picked up a bowling ball, he got a strike, that would be insane, you know? And, and no one expects that ever to happen. It's laughable. Right. But when you go like, well, why would you do Aikido and get into the octagon? People go, oh, well, of course you should be able to do that. It's like, uh, like the relationship between a football player studying ballet and then going and doing football it's right. like they're not learning football in in their ballet classes that's right what lots of football players do ballet for is to learn how to be light on their feet and yeah, how to move stretch their body out yeah, and yeah all kinds exactly. of strengthening things and there's great stuff and in so aikido might do that for a person who also you know is in the ufc you know like you might be able to learn how to move quickly and move different ways and have a, another variety a set of things you can do with your body well, and I think the important part, the important thing to point out here is that Aikido does not train to look at though that situation. Doesn't, those, doesn't at all. Yeah. And 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 uh, a little asterisk over here. That is totally fine. Like yeah, that's okay. Totally and so fine. I think you know most people they see the UFC as the ultimate, like the pinnacle. And then everything else feeds under that, right? So it's like if you can do it in the UFC, you can do it, you know, that anywhere. I think there's a lot of people who think that. Like that's what they hold up as like the ultimate, like is the system good? Uh, uh, you know, is a martial art good? Well, can they do it in the UFC? That's, I mean, that's what I think a lot of people, and I've watched, you know, Joe Rogan podcasts. I've watched several where it's like it's clear that this is sort of the, the idea, right, is right. that like right. here's the ultimate up here and everything else is whatever. So it's, you know, you have to look at it in a different way, which is like that UFC guy against someone with a pistol is not going to is not going to win that confrontation. Right, right. UFC guy, even probably against a fencer, 
is not going to win that con- confrontation, right? No, you know? no, no, no. A trained man with a sword versus no, it's um, not going to happen. Like so, it's it's and, and no one would ever go like, well, why don't you see fencing in UFC? Right, right, well, right, or archery, or yeah, right. I mean, it's all just. Uh, uh, style it's i mean it's all um you know fads it's all um what's it popular right now what's it what's in vogue in terms of what we think fighting or conflict or whatever is you know and and for right now uh, that's what we think uh is the the pinnacle right Right. of the the best demonstration of you've got a handle on yourself and everybody that messes with you you know is going to be sorry um but in the past it was fencing and you know and i mean here's the truth about it is uh if that is your personal pinnacle and you want to grade everything on that and you want to say that like aikido isn't good for that totally fine it's like legit. that's it's absolutely just, good aikido is not good for but that. just be uh clear or aware or truthful in the fact that like there's a whole other set of situations that you that that ufc mma that all that stuff does not even consider right um and aikido does work in those situations right. aikido right. will give you what you need in in those situations right. All right. Which leads me to another of our questions. All right, Josh is on this, man. Which is, how come we don't see Aikido competitions, Aikido sparring, Aikido live training? Yeah, I think this is a, this is a really good question. Because then at least we'd be able to see. I think if we had live training or uh, if we had competitions, people would go, well, in that competition, you could clearly see. Because I think, and this is another one of the questions for later, but... All people see of Aikido is demonstrations. Right. So they think that the demonstration is the thing that we're doing. And that's how we would try to do it in real life. Right. And so you see a demonstration and you're like, well, those guys are being cooperative. Well, yes, because that's the way that you make the demonstration work. Right. It's like looking at fashion modeling, uh, you you know, know, models walking down a runway wearing clothes and like, that's how real people are going to look in those right, clothes. Right, right, No, right, like, right. not at all. Right, not at all. <laughs> like, the, you know, those are... Well, in that, you know, a lot of those those fashion shows, too, mm-hmm. they, they make clothes that are really never meant to be worn right, in public. Right, right. They're just for the walkway, so people go, oh, look at this crazy yeah. thing to get press and stuff. That's yeah. what they're for, you know? When you buy the Old Navy version of that and you're, you know, <laughs> a little pudgy and you wear that, like, it does not look the same right. as it does on right. a, a rail-thin exactly model, right. you know? Well, and, you know, and, and they're... And, it is a demonstration, so they are demonstrating specific things. So, in order to make that work, we ran right over the last question. By the way, we totally we started out. One, no, but let's. Go what ahead. was the last? What was? Well, so it started out with why don't we see oh. competitions, and it's so, gone into the right. demonstration. Right. So, getting question. back, <laughs> let's finish this one out because we right. kind of pushed through. But yeah, so a, de- a demo is different than a real life thing. And right, and so and so that is actually so the question about the demo was why do aikido demonstrations look the way they do? Why do they have, you know, ukes who are cooperative and jumping around and doing these grand high falls and things? Um and the answer is because we're demonstrating something. Right. Part of that also is, you know, um it, Everyone in the martial arts community was vying for attention for a while there, right? And so, like, you know, Kano had his thing, and and the way he proved it was, you know, he invited other judo styles to fight, you know, against the Kodokan. Um, And, like, or so, you know, there were judo, uh, jujitsu competitions happening, and Kano had the the Kodokan compete in them. And so people saw it, and they're like, oh, man, Kodokan's really good. And so, like, Yuishiba had another way he was vying for attention. He's like, look at what this is, right? This is a different kind of thing. And and I think what we think maybe he was showing also is probably different than what he's showing, and that's going to take us right back around into the competition thing, I think. Um, But it's like, yeah, it looks the way it looks because it – 
we wanted people to stare at Aikido and go, right, oh, what's right. this good for? Right, yeah. right. And I think people don't really understand what they're seeing when they're seeing these people take these big, beautiful high falls and things. Is what you're seeing is someone who is so uh, connected and committed one of our, to our questions, the attack um, that these things come off the the way they do. But right. going back to the competition, so why? So I think. This is honestly, I feel like very recently I had some more clarity with this. I mean, I've had several thoughts about this um, as time's gone on. But like, you know, so for me, and I, I made a rule set for Aikido that I think is kind of good um, to, to get at most of the things and, and is a way you can live practice Aikido. Um, so there's great stuff to competition. One of the great things to competition is it makes people try their best. And so when we're trying our best against each other, then we're lo- likely to grow together, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, it's like, you know. It's innovation. You're constantly pushing each other to learn, uh, to create a new technique, create a new way, you know. Right, in a better a way path. and more yeah. efficient and get rid of the stuff that's no good. And, you know, right. I heard a, a HEMA guy, a kind of famous HEMA guy um, talking about it, And he said, you know, if I can um, do it on my own, if I can do a technique on my own, that's really cool. He's like, if I can do it um, with a, with another guy working with me, that's another level. Um, if I can do it when I spar, that's really awesome. But I know if I can do it in competition, I could do it in real life because the guy in competition's 100% trying to stop me from doing that. So yeah. so I can I can do the technique against someone who's absolutely trying to stop me. So that's a great reason for competition. And um, competition even more so than sparring because uh, there's something on the line. You know, you both want to win the medal. Right, you both right, want right. to be the best at this thing, right? So so it's, it's really a, a, a nice uh, – resi- a lot of resistance to help you grow, you know. Um, so the problem, though, that comes with competition – and this is I'm, – I'm giving my older answers. I'm going to tell you what I think is more the reason now, but, but I think this is legitimate. Um, when you add competition to something, you get people gaming systems. Right, right. They I think play, it's a huge thing. Play to the rules. That's exactly right. When I was competing in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, they made this rule – that um, it didn't last very long because it got ridiculous. But uh, they, they made a rule for a while that um, you had to weigh in right before you got on the mat. So they would have a scale there right at the edge of the mat. And you'd step on the scale and they'd weigh you. Because what was happening, and everyone does this, um, you drop weight, drop weight, drop weight. Then you go weigh in a day or, if you're lucky, two days before. And then you, you eat yeah, and then you know, you for gain, two days. And then so, yeah, so yeah, now everybody's yeah. – now look, it's really honestly fair-ish because probably – Everyone, everyone lost the same amount of weight, right, right. and so everyone's gaining the same amount of weight in. So we're fighting at 185, or we're, we're saying we're fighting at 185. We're all fighting at 205. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so, like, that's, yeah, yeah. you know, that's right. that real talk. But, but anyway, so they, they made this thing. So what happened was immediately the companies that were selling these ultra-light geese they sold a zillion geese. There were these paper thin belts. I remember these crappy thin belts you could get because it's like every ounce counted. So right, it's like right. I want to wear the lightest gi possible so I can eat as much as I can before we fight, you know? And so people always do that with competitions. They play right to the rule set. Now, the rule set has nothing to do with the spirit of the martial arts. So, for example, wearing a lighter gi does not improve your ability right, to right. defend yourself yeah, in yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. why you're doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know? It doesn't make your jiu-jitsu better. It doesn't, right, but right. it does make it easier to win that right, weight class, right, right. right? Yeah, and losing a bunch of weight, right? You know, losing a bunch of weight and then gaining a bunch of weight doesn't make you any better either. Right. It just gives you that much of an incentive. 
I heard someone say this once, and I don't know if it's true. I haven't been able to find the quote. I've kind of been looking for it for a while. But uh, Jigoro Kano, the, the inventor of judo, said that adding competition was both the best and worst thing for judo. And and it's interesting because, it, like, when I first heard that, I was like, well, that's dumb because competition is why judo is so great. in the world. You know, people right, know right, about it right. because it dominated all the jiu-jitsus back in Japan. And then uh, you could bring it to the West, and they competed against wrestlers, and people were impressed by it. So it's awesome. But at the same time, it forced people to play to the rules instead of – and understanding the spirit right, of right. the martial arts. I was just going right. to say, it kind of loses and the spirit the same, of what it was meant for. I was yeah. watching some fencing videos the other day, and, you know, fencing videos are awesome. If you watch them, you don't even, you don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> right. so and quick. And it's so quick, yeah. and it's so crazy. And um, so much of what's happening, it's all based on that, that, that hit, that strike, that point. But, like, that doesn't necessarily make an effective strike and if you know so if we if i'm doing fencing thinking i'm becoming an awesome swordsman yes i'm probably going to be much better than anyone else but um i may not be able to kill a dude right you know i was seeing some saber fencing and it was like ah yeah but like what would that have done it's more a game of tag you know right to kill my opponent (laughs) and it's because it's designed around this specific rule set that has evolved over and that's what will naturally happen because we'll as an audience we'll more and more refine what we want to see what we think is neat and that what we think is neat might not actually be what's functionally the best you know remember Michael Varon once saying to me uh, he said he was watching some uh, is it dressage the horse stuff you know he said he was watching some of that and he said the humans, the only animal stupid enough that they think a horse, they think they know better what a horse is than a horse. <laughs> right, right, you right. know, and what he's saying is that, like, the way we're judging horses, like, that's dumb. That's not right, what the creature right, naturally right, wants does. to do. Right. You know? We make it go in some weird way because it looks pretty to us. Right, exactly. Than, right. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's what you get in, like, boxing and it's stuff, aesthetics. you know? And, yeah. I mean, I'm not knocking boxing, but it's like um, uh, boxing is a very specialized thing that has a lot of movements in it that aren't good for uh, real physical conflict in the real right. world. You know, like there's lots of problems. With it. Now, it does teach you to hit hard. It right. does teach you to take a shot, all kinds of awesome stuff. But there's also tons of crap in there that's just not useful right, right. because the audience said, we want right. to see this. And uh, this is one of the reasons I think Aikido doesn't have competition. Um, is because if you saw Aikido done competitively, boring as it would hell. be boring as, like, it would really just, it would be boring. It would be like one, it would be like a game of tag, but not, right. you know, cool. Although I've seen a game of professional tag, they ha- it's a thing that exists. They have this little obstacle course people run. It's like a little parkour, but, and it's actually really fun to watch. Um, and that's sort of what this would be like, I guess. But... Yeah, I mean, it would be boring. You would look I, at it and go, that's not any kind of martial anything. Right. Get the fuck I, I think that's, uh, that's what I was going to say earlier about both demonstrations and about competition mm-hmm. is it's false in many senses because in both a demonstration and in like a test and in a, in a competition, you want to be there, you know? Right. You want, you're trying to show something. Um, and so it's always just a little bit uh, fabricated because the demonstration the point with the audience is that they're there to see you do aikido and so right um right if you're you know if you're really doing aikido most of it would be like oh you didn't get me oh right. you didn't touch yep. me oh yep. i'm gone now goodbye well, and also <laughs> you it, know? like it would it be immediately goes against the philosophy right so if we're saying that and we've said it many times aikido is about not fighting so how do you put that into comp- right. how, how right. do you put right. that into right. a thing where like well we're we're fighting Right. So, so it would have just, to be like, you want to fight me, I don't want you to fight me. 
how is that going to be? Right. And, <laughs> right. and if you do Aikido too, you also don't want me right. to fight you. So right. I guess right. we'd call right. each other and go like, let's not have a fight. Yeah, let's not have a fight. Yeah, have a fight. Oh, okay, the great. End, you know? Everyone that's won. Great and that's ridiculous, right? And so, so like, I mean, I think you could, and you know, uh, Shotokan style Aikido has, has pared it down. You could have a set of rules and create a scenario in which you could play with Aikido. Um, but we would get gaming problems and all kinds of right. issues. So I think that's a problem. But there's a bigger issue, I think, at hand, and this is the one that I've more recently come to grips with, and I was like, oh, that's really serious. Like, I think Yoshiba, uh, like looking at what he said about Aikido, I think he really wanted a martial art that everyone could practice, like quite literally everyone, meaning little kids and old people. And like he references, you know, and this is back in the 30s, he references like old people should be able to practice Aikido too, right? right? right. And so if you have competition-driven martial art, you're not going to have old people. Right. Like, no. you're not, right? So You're not and, even going to have, like, my age people. Right. <laughs> like, right. I would be aged out. <laughs> right. And it, it's, it's like, you can look at it, you know, and I'm sure anyone who hears this, it's from another martial arts system, likes to mix martial arts or Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, goes, oh, we have old people who train. Yeah, but are you they have training old people who train. literally? Right. You have old go, people, and, right. and also, they're training generally in, in, in slightly more specialized classes where everyone's being cool with them because they're not training in elite camps, right? And so, like, an elite camp in Aikido could train old people and kids right, and right. everyone the same because the way we're working with the material. So right. it's not so physical. Um, and so, like, it's important to understand that it's like, I think Yoshiba really wanted a system that everyone could joyously participate right. in. And, and if you do that, you can't necessarily have competition. Right, yeah, yeah. right. Um, and it just, yeah, it, competition can't drive the martial art, that's right, for sure, right, you know. Right. So, so I believe that's why. And, and I think when people said, why don't we have competition, Yoshiba's like, it's not, it's not the point of Aikido. Right. He's not saying that it's like, it's morally wrong and you'll go to hell and burn with the devil. Like, I don't think he's saying that at all. You know, I think he's simply saying, I mean, that's the I way also our, agree that that's he's the not way saying Our culture interprets that. You know, when people yeah. say, like, oh, this grandmaster said never do that. And she's like, because you'll go to hell, it's bad. Right? But, but like, right. what I think all he was saying was it, it gets away from the from point the of Aikido, point of which right. is everyone can joyfully train together. I'm trying to get at a martial art that does something different, and that's not. A, a, not an insult to any other martial right, arts. Right. It's not and, a and condemnation. The, the of differences of Aikido are the beauty of Aikido, yes. not the not the problem with yeah. Aikido. And it's where we should be. And I think like focusing I, where a lot of us are at in our culture is it's really hard for for people that are into competition and sports and um, fighting like to see why that that would have value. Right. You know. Well, and I think that's the other thing is like because of our the way our we look at things in society. Competition is the is how we judge things. Like right. that's how we judge everything. You right. know, right. it's like you know Burger King and McDonald's can't coexist. It's like we have to have a competition about who makes the best burger or whatever. You right. know, yeah. like right. there's always the competition. So if you don't have competition, it's like, well, why don't you have competition? You, what if, what if what if you got to hide or you, whatever? You, you scared, know? bro? Right. right. And the truth is, we're trying to get at something that's not about competition. It's in fact about unification of people. Like that's what it's really about. Um, so, so could we have it? Sure. A style of Aikido does have it. Yes. Uh, other styles have worked at it. Um, I've even played with it. I think it's cool, yeah. but it's really beyond the grand idea of Aikido, you know? Yeah. Um, what else is on there? Let's see. That we haven't um, hit We kind of touched on this for a second, so maybe, uh, the, come back. Yeah. 
Um, why do Aikidoka jump when they fall? Oh, oh yeah, the high, high falls. High falls. Why do our falls look the way jump they around do? Jump around all the time. It's funny, you know. So I uh, I was on a date with this girl, and um, the dojo was open while we were walking around. And I was like, Oh, do you want to you want to come by and see my dojo? And there were some guys working out, you know. And she's like, Okay, cool. <laughs> and I was always, like, Yeah, I'm, I'm almost a black belt in the system, you know. Yeah, mega nerd, cool super guy. nerd, what a super cool guy. guy, cool guy. Anyway, so uh, so we go to the dojo, right? And like we were just walking around, anyways. And we walk by yeah. the dojo, and and she's watching it, and I'm like, Oh man, it was good. It was a good vigorous practice. The guys really going at it, you know. And and I was like, Oh, this is awesome. It's gonna impress her, you know. And and they're like, Hey, Chris, what's up? And I'm like, Hey, and I'm like, Yeah, I see, I'm in with the crowd, right? Yeah, it's so cool. Deep, throw people and they're they're taking all these high falls. It looks awesome, right? And uh, she looks at me. She goes, "Hey, why are they jumping?" And I said, "What?" And she's like, "Well, it looks like a throw is going to happen, but then they just they just jump. They jump. So why are they jumping?" And I was like, "I was like, what the fuck do you mean? Why are they jumping?" And dun, I was like, dun, dun. "I was like, well, they're going to get their wrist annihilated if they don't jump." And she's like, "Oh, okay." But she was completely, completely <laughs> that, that unimpressed. Was, you know? yeah, I mean, completely that's... unimpressed. And uh, it was funny because I remember I started thinking I was like, "Why the hell? What exactly is going on right, with that?" Yeah. You know? Well, what exactly is going on with yeah, that? Because yeah. I think that's a lot of yeah. people. Um, first of all, I think we should point out that it's not um, because someone's going to tear their wrist off. I mean, it, it is. could be, yeah, um, but it's not. Yeah. So, like, I think important stuff to understand is I think instead of looking at the emphasis on the guy who's doing the throwing. Um, because if we look at the guy who's doing the throwing and the other guy flies through the air, then we go, oh, the guy who's throwing is so good at throwing he's, that he yeah. makes the Ooh. other guy fly through the air. Wow. And, and the answer is the one Josh just said, probably not really, and the one I gave to that girl at the time, which was um, like, oh, because he'll destroy his wrist if he doesn't right. jump. you know, like, And that's that's like giving all the credit to the guy who's doing the throwing. Instead, we really should be looking at it as the skill set of the person receiving the throw. And basically when they're in a, a tight position where the throw is gonna could possibly be bad right they yeah. could smash their head smash or their shoulder right, or right, all kinds yeah. of stuff what they're able to do is turn their body around so they can get up again right. you know like so right. if you take a really good high fall you can pop right back right. up and go back into action and so like it's a new kimmy skill it's a it's a way to keep yourself from getting overworked right. in one right. position you know and uh, i've actually done it a few times sparring like uh, mma stuff like sparring and i was like oh whoa look at that i did a right. high fall and pop right. right back up but but it's like um it's not it's not because it's a devastating right. throw it's because it's a good way to in that kind of situation get yourself going right and again. this is what i would sort of talk about it's like um it shows the Uke's desire and ability to stay connected to his attacker yeah. no yeah. matter what and always be coming back in, back in, back in, back in. And that's a devastating skill to know. Right. You know, so if someone thinks they're going to throw you real hard and just smash your face into the ground and then, and then suddenly back. you whip it around and are back right back on them, that's a devastating skill to be able to right. know. And, um, but and, we look at it the yeah. other way, which is like the dude throwing so hard. Right. Yeah. And it's like... Uh, he actually failed that throw because if he did it right, the dude's face would be in the ground. Right, right. And the way to do that is to be light and, right. you know, uh, mobile and all those things. And, that's and sometimes why it looks like that. in a demonstration, it look because the demonstration is showing the, the technique on both sides, um, it is going to look exaggerated. Yeah. So that people yeah. can understand because otherwise. It, it would look stupid and boring, and you would just be like, well, what happened there? You wouldn't be able to figure out what happened. It would be like guy goes to throw, other guy is suddenly back up, and they're still fighting. I, uh, I was at this party once, and uh, this is back in my sewing oats days. And uh, Sewing oats. Uh, I, I was blitz. You know, I was super drunk. And um, uh, I got up on this couch, 
And I started like, I don't know, singing a song or something. And then I wanted to be real impressive, so I was standing on the side of a couch, you know? So I high-falled off the couch and I fell on the ground. And then I popped up and I jumped over the couch. And I did a bunch of stuff, right? A bunch of ukemi, like real fast in a row. And um, Who hasn't the, next, done that? the next day, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a drinking Aikido. If you do Aikido. It's totally. Um, anyways, <laughs> it's so like... Uh, Oops, uh, I high-falled randomly. Oh, <laughs> oh, look. look at me. I okay. was just drunk I'm and totally fell. Okay. Oh, no. Look at... Oh, oops. Ooh, I tripped again. No, look at me. <laughs> um, but the next day, uh, one of the guys was like, was like, uh, hey, that was super awesome what you did. And it's funny because I wasn't really trying to show off. I was just drunk yeah, and having yeah, a good time, yeah. you know. And um, uh, the guy was like, that was awesome what you did. And I was like, what? And he's like, dude, you threw yourself all over this house and you're fine. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, that's cool. And he's like, that's what you learned in the martial art you do. And I was like, yeah. And it was funny. That was the first time it probably started really creeping into my head that like, I'm really good at flinging myself right, all right. over the place. And if you if you think about studying a system where you're not going to be the stronger, more powerful guy, what's more likely to happen? You're, you're going to get, get flung all right, over right, the fucking place. Right. And so if you can do that and, and, and take care safe. of yourself, yeah. that's a useful skill. So useful. And it's not as awesome. It's not as tough guy as like right. throwing someone hard. But being able to take all this abuse and being okay. Right. And here's the thing. And if you're holding on to someone yep. to keep them from uh, whatever, stabbing you, whatever, sure. and... Uh, they fling you somewhere and you can just be relaxed and hold on to that point as you're getting flung everywhere. That's awesome. Right. You know, those right. are people who are dangerous to deal with. Right. Right. Because um, they will get on you and hold you so their friends can come and punch you in the face or whatever. So not to mention amazing for old people, amazing for children. Right. Like right. how many times do old people fall? And then that's the end. Right. Yeah. right. You know, and I'll tell you another thing by falling so much, you get better at not falling. Like I'm oh, amazed yeah, yeah, yeah. at how much I walk on ice or something and I'll slip and I never fall, you know, right. like it's really awesome. And if it fall, I always fall nicely. Yeah. Um, but, but it, it makes you good at fall and falling is a real life thing. Like way more than fighting ninjas. You know I what I mean? I got mad like, at this uh, kid the other day with one of our classes cause he came in and he was like, oh, I got my knee scraped up or whatever. And I was like, oh, what what happened? He's like, oh, I, some kid pushed me. I fell down. And I said, what? So he pushed you and you fell down. You scraped your knee. He's like, yeah. I said, don't, don't you know how to fall? Like when people push you? <laughs> He's like, what? It's like someone pushes you. You could do a roll. That's what it's for. And he was like, didn't. I was mad. So then we, now we work on it. Because I'm like, that should not happen to you, my friend. Um, okay, so we're, by the way, at 41 minutes right now. Oh, wow. Um, so is there another one we really need to hit? Um, uh, why don't we kick in Aikido? Oh, that's a good one. Um, uh, why don't Aikido keep their hands up and All right, fight? we're just going to have to come back to this. We're just going to have to do a, do part, a part two, two where we talk about... The other yeah. six things. Or yeah. We could probably come yeah. up with another six things. Well, yeah. I mean, I also, I really want to hit pain compliance stuff. Oh, yeah, like yeah. That's about um, why we have so many wrist techniques. I want to talk about that. Um, yeah, there's a, there's, right. there's too much stuff to talk about. So I part, guess we'll do a part, part two. Part two. So I would say that anyone listening to this right now, if you have your own question that we didn't uh, hit on, please send it to us. Uh, let us know. You know, give us the question. Why does Aikido blag? Why do we do this? Yeah, why do we do this? Why don't we do that? Uh, and uh, we'll talk about it next time. So, um, And you can figure out how to get in touch with us. You're smart people. If you're listening to this, you're smart enough to figure out how to get in touch with us. So. <laughs> I'd also like to hear uh, – this is just – this is for my own personal thing just because I'm kind of thinking about this myself. So I've been uh, – 
studying. I, I've studied firearms for, for a number of years, but I've been doing it real seriously lately. And uh, I'm working towards getting a pistol instructor certification because that's what I want to do. And, um, you know, this, the material we learn in Aikido and, and firearm stuff go together beautifully. Like, they're wonderful, you know. And so, uh, so you know, how offensive is that to people to think about, you know, like Aikido having firearms Ooh. in it? You know, well, like, I, I don't know if that's, let's you know, maybe, that let's purely talk, offensive let's, to people. Let's maybe talk about that next time. I, I'd like I think to talk that's about a great that, episode. Yeah. You know, um, oh man, because yeah, I think that. Well, let's not talk about it now. Yeah. But <laughs> that's a good one. But so, no, that's a so good we'll one. do so, we'll so. do a part two of this next and week, and then maybe we'll, the week after yeah, we'll talk about. But if you guys got stuff to and... say, I'd love to hear it because I'm curious. I'm trying to feel people feel people out all the time, you yeah. know, and like because it's a it's a hotbed subject right now, right. you know, firearms right. and what's going on with it, and um, so. where Aikido fits in the martial arts world in terms of are we hippies? Are we really into hardcore martial arts right. stuff? What are, what are, we, are we into? Between? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's let's do our patron thing. All right. Patrons, we patrons. love you. Yes. Thank you so much to our patrons. We super appreciate all your help and um we, we're getting new patrons to... all the time, which it's, is very yeah. appreciative. Fantastic. We Thank have a, a, a a few a few women patrons now. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Mine's got a big smile. Yeah. I I shouldn't I mean I'm saying uh, women, although I should not assume. Do not assume I anyone's should not gender. Assume. Learn yeah. your pronouns. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but uh, we really appreciate you guys, and <laughs> regardless of your gender, um, we <laughs> we appreciate seeing that, that people Here are regardless. Uh, oh, God, no. Thank you, newspaper man. <laughs> <laughs> um, come on, guys. Keep it on track. Um, <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> no, we can't. Go. Patrons. <laughs> Thank you to Rob Kitson, John Smith, Matt Mumford, Lenny Acuna, Urbano, Brian Crowley, Lise Klein, Sharon Okada, Jim Gallant, Matt Riley, Warwick Dean, Christopher Aceto, and Grant Templin. We really awesome. appreciate you guys. Thank you, guys. That's yeah. super you. awesome. Really Thank appreciate so it. It allows um, us to do what we're doing and in a way that doesn't sound like junk and make people get all mad at us for... Yeah, making crappy sound <laughs> podcasts. Why um, is your pot? I have to turn it up, then turn it down, then turn it up. And, you know, we say this all the time, but if you guys have anything you want to talk about, let us know. You know, like uh, Jim Gallant, and I still want to get back around that, uh, the cosplay thing. He uh, posted a nice post on the Patreon page about that and, and talking about the experiences he had had with cosplay and how it was really fantastic. And so, like, I want to get back to talking about that. But anything anyone wants to talk about, I, I, I think we'd love yeah. to talk about it. All right. Very good. I think that's it then. And we'll be back next week with all another right. with part two. All right. Redux. <laughs> Redux. <laughs> Thanks, right. guys. Later, guys.